Hey. Hello. Hello, hello. Sorry about that. Uh, you know how you know how crisp goes sometimes. You know audio can be an issue, especially when you're a young black man in America. That's crazy. Crisp has never done me wrong. Hmm. Never. Not once. I'm sure it can't be related to some of the problematic things I was saying before the call. Oh, yeah, we don't talk about that. We don't talk about Bruno. We don't talk about Bruno. Have you you seen Encanto? I saw it this weekend. Ooh. I saw it this weekend, baby. I'm on the inside now. You're on the inside. What do you think? Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty solid. Just solid movie. Solid movie. Yeah. Those are my vibes as well. I thought it was, it wasn't like anything too crazy, too special. I just thought it was solid. I mean, yeah, I, I feel like I didn't go on quite the journey, but it was nice. Same, yeah. Yeah. They needed, what they needed, they needed to throw a real antagonist in there in addition yeah. to Abuela and, like, you know, have them strike back against whatever conquistadors or whatever that drove them out of their homeland in the first place. Honestly, there needed to be more violence. That was a moment in that movie. I'm like, this is crazy, bro. We got, we got our colonizers in this bitch. Like, I know, right? We got murder. Just, I mean, there's a lot of murder. There's a lot of implied murder uh, at the beginning of this movie. It was kind of crazy. Oh, yeah. It was a whole, like, Because uh, I was assault. like, where did the yeah. colonizers go? And turns out they all got murdered. Implied. Wait. Implicit. Wait, really? I thought that they just got, like, turned around and they couldn't no, find Encanto no Village. Way. No, they showed they showed a clip with these these motherfuckers getting blasted away like Team Rocket. Oh, I was like they're shit. dead, they're dead for sure. I might have to run that clip back. I want to see some. <laughs> I want to see the violence. That's what I thought was missing from the from the movie. I wanted to see. I mean, the family is like the Incredibles. They sitting out here, powered yeah. up. They should have yeah. been we put need, throwing we hands. We needed some Jujutsu Kaisen level boxing. That's what I'm saying, bro. That's we need people getting hit by cars. That would have been good, but I don't think yeah. they have cars. Yeah. In that world, he would have had to get hit by a horse, trampled by horses. The equipment, Ooh, them, those donkeys, donkeys, yeah, yeah. Good shit though. Good shit, man. How you, how you been, man? How you been? I have been pretty good. So uh, this past week, uh, I, I guess I'll let me run through my weekend real quick, uh, just okay. to give the folks at home a little catch up, because you know a lot of times I don't have shit to say, so I just be making shit up. But this time, right. we had a little bit of an eventful weekend. This past Friday was actually April Fool's Day. Um, right. Found out that I didn't have work that day. Thought it was a little prank. Turned out not to be a prank. Uh, it was a company-wide holiday, so that was a nice little turn-up. Decided to treat myself, go see the uh, Jujutsu Kaisen movie by myself at 11.30 a.m. I'm like, right. dang, this is going to be lit. I'm going to be sitting up there by myself. I was not by myself, but it was not the end of the world. It was like this, like... Uh, like four like homies were just like sitting behind me. I couldn't tell like what the relation was. It was like maybe like somebody's dad and like <laughs> uh, I don't know his three sons or maybe they were all like there was at least one kid who was like I don't know twelve or something who I knew he didn't know what the fuck was going on with Juju okay. Kaisen. Then at least the other three knew what was going on. But you know overall we were just chilling. Uh, the subs you know, right? We were watching it subbed. Um, okay. had a good old time. No, no, not too many outbursts. Like you know, like there, there wasn't like I didn't have to deal with anybody like chit chatting. You know, right, the lower right, okay. the pe- amount of people you got in the theater, that just automatically lowers your chances. So of course, we, of had, course. A, we had a good little time up in there. So uh, Friday was a dub. Saturday, 
bro. We went to the Mall of Georgia to get Angelique's oil change, right? Okay. Uh, quite the, it was, it was a, it's always a journey traveling out there. Um, it was, for the most part, it was a good time until we hit up the actual mall of Georgia. We went into the mall. Angelique loves going to the mall. She loves shopping. You know, you know how she do. Um, right. so we're walking around different stores. I'm like, damn, bro, there's so many people in this place. Like, honestly, no, I'm playing. I can't say that. That's <laughs> oh, out of, no, that's no. out of five. We so have to somebody that. cut that out. We have somebody to bleep that, that out. out. <laughs> we're gonna, we're, we will be bleeping that out. Um, okay. There were okay. a lot of people roaming around the malls. Um, and then this culminates to the absolute worst part of any time we go to the mall in Georgia. Angelique is absolutely obsessed with Sabaro pizza. And I'm okay. like, I'm like, you know, it's all right and all. But, like, it's just Sabaro's pizza. Like, you know, I'm not, like, I, if you told me, like, we've got choices of pizza, I would never be picking. I'd pick Little Caesars over Sabaro's or something like that. Wow. wow. Uh, I know. Very she's controversial. She's a big fan. She's a big fan. Every time we go to the mall, she's got to get a slice of Sabaro's pizza with uh, um, with some garlic breadsticks or whatever. And for those who don't know what Sabaro's is, um, it's literally a mall-only pizza uh, place. They do not have... never had it. You never had it. That's good. No. You're, you're doing just fine. <laughs> it's mall-only. You can only find them in malls. I don't think they have a single standalone uh, place. So if you hate malls, you're never going to try a Sabaro pizza in your life, which is honestly mm-hmm. not a bad thing. So I'm, you know, ready to go roll up to Sabaro. The lines is like, you know, typically uh, like a couple people in front of us. This time, however, there were at least like ten to twelve no, people in front of us in line. No. And I'm like I'm like, damn, bro. Y'all all like y'all all fucking with Sabaro like this. <laughs> like this is, I didn't realize Sabaro had to hit us out here. I didn't know they had shooters out in the streets like this. Um but apparently right. they did. They came out in full force, Angelique concluded. Um so we were waiting in that line for no, at I'm least the conscious uh oh. Yeah, go ahead and give ahead. me the estimated time. I, it felt like we were there for at least fifteen minutes waiting in a the mall. Oh no. A, a mall fast food line. You know, those shits are supposed to be at least a little bit faster than that. So I was a little I uh mean, shook about it. I will say I've been in the Auntie Anne's line. You've been in, okay, Auntie like, Anne's sometimes they get a little I mean, but that's justified, right? That I say that's Auntie justified. Anne's built different. Built different for sure. Auntie Anne's and I would even say a Chick fil A if you have a Chick fil A in the mall. Um, yeah. those bad boys can, uh, they can get, I mean, Chick-fil-A lengthy. anywhere, Chick-fil-A anywhere. Be, You're right. Be waiting. Okay. okay. And so the final point I wanted to make about this, uh, excursion, we're just standing in line enjoying ourselves when I just feel this presence behind me. Right. I'm like, what's going on, bro? Like, what are, like, I felt like I was in like a little anime or some shit. I'm like, dang, <laughs> whose, whose energy is this behind yeah, me? Yeah. You feel the energy. Okay. I'm feeling the energy. The reason I'm feeling this energy is cause there's this motherfucker who is standing like I gotta like this may be exaggerating, but it felt like he was maybe three inches away from my body. Oh no! And so then you know once I noticed him, I was like, all right, let me just shuffle. You know, he probably was just uh, you know, had scooted up a little bit, was trying to look at something. I was like, all right, yeah. man. When I tell you, bro, we were going toe to toe like we were dirty dancing. My man, <laughs> oh, <was, laughs> no. I, I shuffle, he shuffles. I go a little bit more, he goes a little bit more. I'm like, damn, bro, if he keeps up with this shit, he about to be squeezing on my butt cheeks. That's how, that's how close no. my pants was. I was very uh, concerned for what was going on. So then I decided, I was like, you know what? I might have to strike back. I might need to back it up into him. So I start trying yeah. to shift it back a little bit. But then Angelique uh, pulls me away. She's like, bro, what are you doing? 
and I had to whisper oh, her. Oh, no. Nah. Like, I had to whisper because he's, you know, within earshot. He's standing I can hear. He's away. in the conversation. He's in the right, conversation. Right. I had to whisper. I'd be like, dang, bro, I'm just trying to. I'm trying to show, give him a little piece of his, you know, medicine, right? But she, she wasn't having it. She just wanted her Sbarro's pizza, and uh, yeah, man, it was quite, quite a wild time. I, it's been a while since I feel like I've had my personal bubble invaded. Like typically, I feel like I don't mind that shit too much, but this was out of pocket, bro. My man oh, yeah. was within, like, we needed to save some room for Jesus type shit, bro. That's what uh, you should have, you should have gave him the old, hey, bro, what you doing, bro? Back up, bro. I should have, but I didn't want to. Was he bigger than you? He was a a little bit taller, but he definitely, he looked like one of those, like, like, uh, weeaboos. So, like, I I could have easily, you know, put him in his place, but I just didn't want to, you know, I'm I'm pretty anti-confrontational. Non-confrontational. I'm I'm non-confrontational. I don't want to, you know, ruin people's vibes. I don't want to make scenes. That's kind of how I'm at. I'm just trying to live my life. And I let other people live their lives. But sometimes, I guess, I think I might need to grow up a little bit and start ruining lives. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, bro. This man out here trying to hand out COVID like it's candy. He's telling, hey, bro. He on that anti-CDC grind. Hell yeah. He said, I'm going to stand two inches. And he was coughing. I forgot about that. Oh, no. (laughs) So, uh, you know, we hopefully we're all good over here. I do not want to get COVID again. But, um. But yeah. Oh yeah, doubling up. Doubling I do not want to okay. double down. That that was my weekend, bro. Shit was crazy at the Mall of Georgia. Honestly, I'm ready to never go back. Except wow. to except to go to the nearby area to get Angelique's oil change. Right. Uh other than that, I do not want to go back. Okay. Okay. Understandable, man. Understandable. Mm-mm-mm. How about you, bro? How's the the past week been treating you? Sheesh. It's been busy, man. Been busy, busy. been on the work grind. Uh, been very busy last half of the month, mm-hmm. but hopefully things are starting to wrap down a little bit. Um, I mean, yeah, like I said, San Canto, uh, I took Amanda on a secret lunch date. Whoa. Um, I saw this like seafood place on my Instagram from like the Seattle food account. So I was like, oh, dang, that looked good as hell. So I was like, how can I, you know, how can I, you know. First of all, get us to go here this weekend because I want to go ASAP. I was like, how can I make this to a little thing? And I was like, okay, I won't tell you where we're going, but we're going on a little date. So it's like a two for one. Like, I knew she would, it seemed like a good place. Like, I feel like she would have liked it regardless. But, you know, making a little date meant that she couldn't say no. Because she didn't know where, she didn't know where it was until we were there. Exactly. You know, it was a perfect, you know, win win situation. I had a nice little uh, crab roll. Had some, uh, it was just all around good food, so that was a good nice. time. And that was probably the highlight of the weekend. Other than that, just chill, you know, watch the the faux finale of Attack on Titan. Jesus, final season. bro, we're still in it, bro. Very upset. They just can't let it in, huh? I what just, was this? I guess it was honestly, we were fools for thinking that it would only be two parts. Like, what honestly, were we thinking? It was honestly head assery of them to to not say there was a part three until I mean they had they knew there was a part three probably four months ago. Like, it was like they fifteen minutes just, before the episode dropped, they announced that shit. I know, bro. They should have just been ahead, went ahead and said, "Hey, yo, bro, there's gonna be a part three. You know, get hype. What's the point, bro? It's not like I'm not gonna watch it, bro." Right. Just don't have me confused. Don't have me trying to do the math on how they're going to end this shit in one episode. 
I heard uh, because, we're doing mental gymnastics for what? Absolutely. Wasting my effort. Mm-mm-mm. Wasting my effort. Um, But yeah, that's it, man. That's it. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, let's talk about some video games. Let's do it, let's, bro. Uh, let's sync up and jump right into the episode. All right. One or three, two, one. Clap. Clap. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to episode 196 of the Player Player Podcast. Before we get started, I want to give a big thank you to both old and new additions to our crew tuning in to listen to us do what we do. And what is that, our sin? Talk about video games. Talk about video games. Every Thursday of every week, we gather around the virtual water cooler, discuss video games and the culture surrounding them. I'm your host, Joseph Hooper, a.k.a. The Hoop Man, along with my co-host, The Server, our sin, Lakpa. Hey guys, it's me. Um, so I would like to know, first of all, my name is Arsene. I'm glad you guys will be dining with us tonight. Um, today the specials are clam chowder and uh, miso soup. Can I get you guys started with some uh, drinks? Yeah, I'll take a uh, a McDonald's Sprite, please. A McDonald's Sprite? We actually only have Burger King Sprite. Is that okay? Ooh. Uh, could you put some acid in the Sprite? Um... Hey yo, Tony! Y'all got we got acid in the back. I think we I think we do. Oh great, great. Yeah, I'll have one of those. All um, right. Can I also have a small milkshake? Small milkshake. Uh any particular flavor or would you like chef's choice? Uh I'll do strawberry. Strawberry, gotcha. All right, we'll be right back um with that. You guys can look over the menu. Thank you. Just a quick reminder that if you guys <laughs> want to help support this show, you can go to playerplayerpod.com, go to the bottom of the page, and visit our Kofi link and donate as low as a dollar. If you don't want to support monetarily, you guys can help by sharing the show with your friends and leaving a positive review on your platform of choice. Pause the show right now. Go hit the five-star button on Spotify. Hit the five-star button on iTunes, wherever you listen to this. Give us a rating or, you know, just, just do a tweet. Do a tweet and say, hey, I'm listening to this right now. It's good. You can also... Join the Discord, playerplayerpodcast.com slash Discord. Join the conversation. We can build that boy up and have a good little time there. Let's get into the episode, man. Let's talk. Um, because I wanted to talk. And we'll see how far this conversation goes. Because um, today I wanted to talk about services now. Like we, we talked about PS Plus last week. Um, we got Game Pass. We've talked about probably a hundred different times on this show it was episode 196. So I'm, I'm sure we could find a hundred instances of us talking about game pass by this point. Facts, yeah. Um, Nintendo online and you know, all this different stuff. I want to talk about where we expect to be services, where we expect services to be um, by the end of the generation. But wait, before wait, wait. we do that. Yeah. Before, before we, before we do that, did you, did you call me a service or a server? Server. I called you a server. Oh, okay. it was like service, server. I don't know. Gotcha. I, was just kinda, yeah, I, I thought it up last minute. I thought I might have missed her, and I was like, damn. No, you heard it. Really, okay, gotcha. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, you, you, you did right. Because you know I'll correct it after the bit. That is true. You, you, so we're, we're locked in. We're locked in. Let's do it. Um, before we have the little service talk, um, how we feel about services, blah, blah, blah. Let's just do a quick game check. All right, quick game check. Um 
I want to know what you've been playing. Because, like, you know, we don't have to do a full deep dive. Yeah. Um, but you're on, Kirby, you're on Kirby now? Are you past Kirby? You're on Star Wars? What are we doing? I am currently within Kirby and Weird West. Um, okay. Kind of bouncing back and forth between the two uh, with a heavy lean on Kirby. Weird West. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll just say my piece on that real quick. I think it's just okay. You know, so far mm-hmm. has not captivated me. I think that partially is because story wise, I may I I think we may just be really early in the game. So I think I might want to just, you know, pump out some story missions first, then get a nice review of it, and then I'll come back to the podcast. But for now it's just like, eh, it's all right. It doesn't seem like it's doing anything different than any other game that is mm-hmm. uh, like an mm-hmm. isometric RPG. So that's that. It's kind of a bit of a bummer. I thought maybe they might try to hook me or do something crazy right off the bat. But uh, so far, it is. We are not there. However, you can see a lot of uh, Dishonored DNA weaved oh, straight okay. into the, the game. The UI looks very similar. You know, some character designs look very similar. Um, and just some certain actions in the game. I'm like, damn, bro. We're just we're just playing uh, Dishonored in a different perspective. So that's kind of cool. Um, Kirby, man. Let me tell you about Kirby. I've been a Kirby fan since I was like, I don't know, maybe eight years old or something like that. It's crazy. This this Kirby For game. For a whole two years? A whole two years, bro. A whole That's two crazy, years. Man. I'm finally, you know, big uh, 10 years old. Finally hit my double digits. And let me tell you, this Kirby game is doing the damn thing. If you are a fan of Kirby, this is the game for you. I don't think I would be very surprised if you were let down by this. And if you're not a fan of Kirby, if you just kind of. That's me. Yeah, that's you. You 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 may like Kirby. You've seen him in Smash. You may have seen some gameplay from Kirby games. This game is all it, it it is also for those players as well. I think it's very accessible. It doesn't feel like an old game. It feels like a modern game. Um, but it is not revolutionary or groundbreaking in any uh, way, shape, or form. It's just like kind of like your pure fun game. In my mind, I kind of think of it more so, even though it's you know first party Nintendo game I do think of it in ways as like a an indie game um but bro it's fun that that's like the I feel like the selling factor here you're playing a fun ass game uh with like cool little power-ups and like just a standard level-based system so okay yeah man everybody I think should play Kirby if you don't want to get it right now maybe you can wait four years for uh Nintendo to put it on sale for the drop five dollars um, but I recommend getting it ASAP before other games start to pick up because this game is fun. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I have my eyes set on it. We'll see. Um, I have other, uh, couple games I can start right now. You know, I'm still playing through Elden Ring, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's a, it's a very particular type of game. So, um, I feel like I can play other games in tandem just to kind of take a little break from the from the intensity of the game sometimes so this is the perfect chill start. game yeah i might get kirby but i'm also like i might just go ahead and start life is strange Ooh. i was like uh i was like i kind of wanted to play through it with amanda but i think i might just go ahead and play through it by myself but we'll see we'll see mm-hmm. um i kind of want to pivot topics i know i just did this whole thing about services um wow i know know we did the intro related to servers but you know you got me kind of thinking right talking about kirby talking about weird west and the differences between them weird west not quite hidden not really doing anything different kirby 
you said it's not breaking the mold, right? But what is like, what's the thing that makes this interesting in 2022? Um, well, for me as a Kirby fan, it's definitely breaking the Kirby mold because Kirby okay. um has always been. I think there's only one. Uh, there's been there has been one. 3d kirby game that was like back on the uh, nintendo 64 you know kind of when everybody was kind of branching out trying you know your things you had like your legend of zelda ocarina of time super mario 64 donkey kong 64 kirby had its own little foray into the 3d world but since then it's kind of like they got bitch slapped straight back in the 2d world um all the games since then were either uh you know 2d platformers uh, some weird like spin-off games and then Kirby Air Ride, which is the best Kirby game in the entire world ever to exist. Um, and I hope we get a sequel one day. Uh, this game, it's just like a breath of fresh air for Kirby fans, I feel like. You're running around, you're sucking up your familiar little enemies, getting familiar uh, abilities. I think some of the best parts of Kirby are finding these new abilities, finding out who you can absorb, whose powers you can use. Um, I think as you get a little bit later in the game, it may seem a bit, it may feel a bit repetitive to some people. But they do kind of try to spin that on you by allowing you to kind of like evolve your abilities and kind of extrapolate on the whole uh, copy system, Uh, which I'm sure you're familiar. You know, Kirby can copy abilities and shit. Um, But okay, okay, go ahead. Okay, so, you know, this is what I want to pivot to for the conversation today, because I've been thinking about this a lot, right? Like, what is a good game to us? in 2022 right like we've played a lot of games over the years yes we are finally entering the next generation and for me specifically i kind of have felt a vibe of like okay there are certain things that i play and it pretty much instantly clicks like i this is going to be something that captures captures my attention this is something that i'm interested in i'm going to play through other things either don't look that appealing Mm-hmm. Um, the pitch doesn't just doesn't sound right to even get me to pick it up, uh, and X, Y, and Z. Um, so I kind of wanted to talk about that and kind of talk about what we think, um, the, the main like push, uh, for this generation is going to be like, is it going to, mm, like, what are indies going to do? Um, like we just had the unreal engine, um, demo, which, you know, we have been getting engine showcases for decades um and nine times out of ten uh the stuff that they show in the engine um like previews and and showcases and stuff isn't really what the games end up looking like like the engine demos and stuff are what pushes the tech to the very hardest um and is usually not replicable at a very large scale like a full game scale but the stuff looked good today. I know you watched it. Yeah. I, you watched all, did you watch the whole thing like the whole 10 minute or 15 20 minute whatever? I think I uh, I watched all of it except literally the uh like the best part with the the coalition demo. Okay. Okay. Um yeah, so I watched it. I thought especially the, the coalition demo. I thought I was like, "Man, this looks really really good." Like mm-hmm. if this was a cutscene in a game that was rendered in game, Man, this would get me super hype and super interested if I saw this in a trailer or something. Um, but like just even playing talking about games that I've played so far this year, Horizon was good. It started off really strong, but the more I played it, 
the more it became apparent of like what I want and don't want from the RPG genre or the open world genre to be specific. Right. Um, Elden Ring, very much the opposite where the more I played it, it kind of showed me what I now do want from the open world genre. Uh, and then you have Tunic, which very much captured this own, like its own little Zelda like genre that I could not tear myself away from. I could not, you know, jump back in the Elden Ring for like, I was just hooked on this game and I'm curious, like what kind of games are we going to see this generation? What kind of games do we, do we want to see this generation? Um, based off of our past experiences up until this point. Uh, I'm going to take a quick uh, superficial um, take here. Um, I want to see some games that are like, I want to see like a game of a quality of like a, a Tunic and Undertale of Hollow Knight, but t- that also like kind of capitalizes on, you know, since we we're talking about Unreal Engine uh, a little bit today, I want to see them capitalize on maybe some of those resources that uh epic is putting out there for develop for all developers so maybe like a game that kind of matches that same level of enjoyment you get from a small indie but also looks like um some triple a like major title because at least based off of you know the pitch that um unreal was doing that was that they were giving today if they make it seem just so easy you know they're like hey bro you can just hop on right now download unreal engine editor or whatever and mm-hmm. you could just make a game in about 15 minutes and i'm like dang bro imagine what somebody could do in a year in two three years of time if they were fully dedicated to this imagine like what level of game or like you know because I, I know people out there already have these like very creative ideas and now i feel like unreal engine gives you just another medium to kind of express that you know obviously I still have love for you know your eight bit looking games, sixteen bit looking games, but I want to see I want to see some indies go crazy, you know I want to see somebody just uh, really knock it out of the park uh, in the graphical uh, direction this generation. Maybe we'll see. So, like, uh, if you had to make like a comparison, what does that even look like, right? Like, because when I think about indies, a lot of times, I am the thing that hooks me. I want to say is the art style like tunic and its isometric design is kind of was kind of the initial driving force for me to keep pushing and see like, Oh, this game is kind of cute. It's it's unique looking. I'm going to see what this is about. And Mm -hmm. then when like, I learned that, Oh, like they're hiding stuff using this art style. That was, you know, that was basically the driving force for the rest of the game where it's like, what secrets does this game hold and how do they hide it using this particular type of level design? Um, when I think of an indie game, indie-ish game, I guess, using Unreal Engine, now I'm thinking about a Returnal, right? Because that, you know, Returnal, I don't know. Is, mm. I don't know if that's technically AAA or AA. Double like A, I think, yeah. But it looks high quality, but it still has somewhat of an indie-ish vibe. Like, the game is very focused in what it's doing. Yeah. Um, and it kind of commits to that the whole way through like but that's that's kind of interesting like i'm curious do you have a vision in your mind of like a premise where it's like a smaller game but the graphics are unreal engine-esque um i don't really have anything too grandiose in mind other than just like you know 
taking the examples of games that we've already like played, um, you know, like your Tunics, your Death Door, or your Death's Doors, and just enhancing the environment to kind of uh, really, you know, because obviously those games were beautiful, you know, in their own Correct. art styles. But maybe Correct. it would be nice as well to see those same ideas, but put in uh, like an Unreal Engine environment. You know, we have like different grass textures that are just absolutely just like phenomenal looking like straight out of like Ghost of Tsushima or something like that. We've got mountains in the background that are actually rendered in the game. Um, just some, just something like that. I think I would still like to see um, that isometric um, angle in the, especially if we're talking about like uh, an, a game like Tunic. I would like to still see that game be the same angle, uh, take the same approach with level design, but just with enhanced graphics, if that so, makes sense. Like, when you say enhanced graphics, what what's a comparison like? I'm talking like, Final Fantasy VII, bro. Remake. Wow. Oh, that, wow. <laughs> I, cause, just because it's just so crazy, and it seems so much more accessible now with uh, the way that technology is like moving, I think that it could be done. It, should it be done? I don't know. We would see once we uh, if we actually get that product out here, but I still want to see it. I'm curious, though. I'm like, I'm curious how much easier it actually is, right? Same, because yeah. Even though, like, you can, like, because there has to be a reason, right? There has to be a reason when, like, over the past, I don't know, five plus you know, decades, actually, forever, like, when we see the indie games, the big indie games, we'll get Hades, which is, you know, the art style is, you know, very small assets for the for the first part, so... All the assets are super small. Small. It's not like we're getting very big 3D assets or anything. And then you obviously have like 2D games. We have Dead Cells, stuff like that. Um, it seems like the games that are made by one or two people um, almost strive to do that pixel art style to, mm -hmm. I don't know if there is to save down on costs. Uh, because like, I think... Once you have the models and stuff for, you know, I'm just making shit up, but <laughs> how I'm imagining is like, if you can make the models, if you can design all this stuff, it's really easy to plug and play in Unreal. Like say I'm working at, I don't know, the coalition and I, you know, I've worked, you know, three weeks on this gears model. I guess maybe it's easy to put that in and start animating it and, and, and whatever, but I'm still I'm still assuming that when you commit to a 3D game, I think it's still a lot of time just in general to make the 3D models for whatever art style you decide to go with. That's true, but it seems now with uh with Unreal Engine, and I know I'm sounding like a, a shill here for for Epic. I promise y'all I'm not. I just I'm, I'm ignorant. I just don't know exactly what goes into it. But it right. just seems like the the ease in which it is to like create environments now, like, you know, you can create, they have like all these assets available for you to basically kind of simplify the design on level design. I think, and I think that that really can also put in uh, that. I feel like that also takes a lot of time from developers. And so if you can yeah. cut that time out, then it might make uh, using Unreal Engine a bit more attractive to people. But no, I, I definitely agree with what you're saying about like character models and whatnot. But even then, I mean, they do have that new, whatever that face metahuman metahuman thing. I don't know how good that is, but shit, I, I would be interested to see somebody just somebody that's not 
epic or not, you know, internal. I want to see if they could make a game that's like, you know, popular strictly using or like, you know, with a majority of using using the uh, assets provided by Epic. That's something. Yeah. I guess that's another uh thing I would want to see this generation or next generation. Like I'm like when I try and think back on 3D uh games uh-huh. that were not from a major studio or were from a smaller budget like in recent memory games i think of are it takes two which you know still got funded by ea but it was the smaller joseph ferris studio definitely not an indie scale so right we're not going all the way there i mean hellblade was one where hellblade was a small team I think when it first came out, I don't know, maybe less than 20 people or something like that. And even Hellblade looked good, but it still had that samey vibe. I don't know if that was an artistic choice, but when I think back on Hellblade, there are a couple set pieces that I remember in my head. Like I remember like you're going off to some tree and, and getting this head or this sword in a tree or something like that. Yeah. I remember that being like an iconic moment being in this really dark maze but i don't even think you could see shit in that maze like stuff like that where i'm like man is i i want to see what you're saying and i want to see what that looks like right i want to see an indie game that is 3d and that does kind of lean into that and does lean into app uh an art style that would seem triple a in the past i wonder how difficult that is that is because i feel like because we just don't see it, it must have been hard. And I'm curious, like you're saying, if if Unreal Engine 5 will do that much to alleviate it where people are willing to, you know, take chances on that mm-hmm. um, this generation. It'll be interesting. It'll we'll definitely be them. interesting. Do you have any uh, um, games you're looking forward to? Or, I guess, types of game styles? Uh, So, I... Am interested in going back into. Um, I want to see a bigger emphasis on uh, more narrative uh, focus games. So when I say narrative focus, I'm talking about the little nightmares. Okay. Oh. Where I want to see more endeavors where it's like, and you'll see how Somerville turns out this year, where. Instead of, you know, I want to see great voice acting, a great, sto- great story, uh, and lots of interactions or clever puzzles to kind of tie into it. So think Oxenfree, where, you know, all the different dialogue options and stuff actually did switch up the game and make it more interesting and make you feel like you were kind of going on a unique story. And by the time I finished it, I really wanted to go back and play it. So I immediately replayed it again to see like what the other options were and what the other endings were. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, say, I just feel like we don't get games like Limbo or games that really lean into a cool narrative angle too much. Um, just in general. They're kind right? of sparse like, now. Yeah. Like even when I try and think back on like some of my favorite narrative games over the past generation i think the one that stands out to me is uh control and that's you know that's not near, near that's not a narrative game it's not a narrative focus game but it was one of the few games where i was v- very interested in like the story they were telling like oh what the hell is that with this bureau 
um, like all these little endeavor, like items that they went to collect are very interesting and the stories around them are very interesting and cool and they build out a cool world. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm excited to, I hope we get more of that this generation. Um, and I hope with, you know, this next gen technology, we can have a game that does just have a crazy state machine web where you can do this one thing that affects something else. And like everything is just kind of interweaving. It's interwoven and super dense. Um, that's kind of what I'm looking for. Like, I feel like on the narrative side, we have not gotten crazy stuff. Like we've gotten like in the roguelike genre, we've made crazy strides. Yeah. Um, especially in the last, crazy. you know, yeah. Last five years we got returnal deaths, uh, returnal, um, Hades, uh, Hades, um, dead cells, stuff like that. Really, I feel like one after another, every year we're getting some crazy roguelike. Uh, even Sifu, I don't know if Sifu's technically a roguelike. Sifu technically, yeah. But, you know, that vibe, right? Yeah. Um, Yeah, I, I would love some, you know, if not story, puzzle genre. I would love more puzzle games. Um, And I, I guess, um, what's the game last year that we played? Inscription. That was great. That's, that's another. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's another good example where I'm playing. The story is really interesting. It didn't go quite deep enough to for me. Um, like by the time you get a little further than halfway, you're kind of like, oh, I see, I see what's going on here, and it was fun, but I was it wasn't like a full journey, and I kind of ended inscription wanting more out of that story. But yeah, man, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I'm definitely. I definitely think the puzzle genre and like the more narrative focused genre um, needs a boost. We'll get them. I'm very confident that folks are going to, they're going to be pumping these bad boys out. Hopefully there's not too much. I think in the past few years, the battle royale genre has just kind of drawn a lot of people's attention. You know, I feel like a lot, even lots of smaller companies were, were trying to like hop in on the cash grab. I could probably list like at least 10 battle royales that I know of that I was like, oh shit, okay, that's coming out. And then after a month, you never hear from it again. Um, mm-hmm. So maybe we'll, uh, maybe those people will decide to <laughs> redirect their efforts. They won't give up on game development and give us some, uh, give us some special, give us some spicy. Honestly, like, I'm curious because you, you know how it is, right? Like if you can't really make money on it, a lot of times people aren't like the only people that will make it are the indies, right? Cause it's like, they'll probably make the same amount of money regardless. They don't have to chase trends and true, true. In indie makers take too long, take too long on their games to t- chase trends anyway. Um, but like, you know, PlayStation isn't going to make, you know, I don't know, a very niche genre because it's not going to sell millions. But I, I'm wondering, like, if we kind of went back to the telltale formula mm. where, you know, episodic? and not exactly. Yeah, kind of episodic, but also more of like, think Attack on Titan final season, right? Where we get okay. a part one. <laughs> we get a part one, and part one is a full game, and it's a short game. Um inscription was short right it was only a couple hours um but imagine if we got an extended 
act one of inscription. So act one is double the length and that's kind of the first drop. And in addition to doubling the length, we get a lot more story beats. We get blah, blah, blah. And then inscription second season comes out mm -hmm. and you know, maybe all new mechanics. It leans really into the story of the one, you know, kind of doing this MCU thing of like, I have to come back and check this out because Hey, the story is really engaging. And like, MC, like think about the MCU. The story isn't that fucking good. It's good enough. <laughs> it, it's just exciting. Right. And the right. fact that it's all connected and building up to this thing, um, uh, is exciting. I, I wish we could do that with games because Man, I love a good. We all, we all, we all know. I love a good story in a game, and who doesn't, bro? Honestly. There's really no incentive to have a really, really strong story. Like we don't get game Game of Thrones level storytelling in video games very often. You know, that's kind of like The Last of Us. And that's about it. <laughs> like, what else? Nobody else really, I mean, God of War was really good. I enjoyed it, mm -hmm. but nobody else really brings the heat like that. Um, so if there was some way to monetize gaming where you pair a really engaging story and really fun gameplay mechanics um, in a way that can be dropped episodically without like crazy overhauls to the mechanics or something, kind of like a Fortnite season two or something. Yeah, man, I would love that. That could be, I feel, yeah. That could, that's definitely seems like a very interesting problem space. But I do, I do just feel like that that might be one of like the really like niche things in my opinion. Yeah. I don't see it happening anytime too soon. But I would like to though. I definitely like to see that. Yeah, I mean, it's all about making money, right? And it's like, how can you keep people? Like, how can you, like, it's either you sell it for $60 and you sell a lot of copies or right. you give it away for basically free and you keep people buying into it. And, uh, you know, I don't know, like, oh man, like I'm even thinking about like an RPG, right. Where it's a small town, um, and like you can solve these quests or whatever. And like every six months or four months some crazy shit happens to the town and that unlocks so many more quests so many more things and i don't know that'd be just so fucking cool man we'll get we'll, we have to get i feel like somebody's definitely gonna have to tackle it that way probably we'll like a, i feel like it'll probably hit like at that double a level yeah we'll get yeah. one we'll see we'll see Speak one other one thing I wanted to mention since earlier we were talking about um, we're talking about trends, you know, and how that is kind of what uh, the money chasers are. You know, they kind of chase after the trends now. Just a little quick hypothetical. What do you think might be our next uh, trend style of game that we, we tackle in this generation? Because I know uh, a while ago we had zombie survivals that everybody mm -hmm. was obsessed with zombie survival. You couldn't go anywhere without somebody coming out with some type of zombie game. Um, mm -hmm. Then we, uh, in the past few years, battle royales have kind of uh, dominated the scene with new people arriving pretty much. I don't know every, every other month. And at, at this point, I think it's kind of slowed down now, um, but new people were arriving every other month. What could we see next? What other style of game is there? 
that could just be so amazing. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of tough because the trends you just mentioned are trends that, you know, like we talked about, lend themselves to a group of people playing and a repetitive game type, stuff like that. But I don't know. I feel like the Souls-like genre, we're already starting to see a lot of games implementing Souls-like mechanics um, in them. Uh, so I think we're only, you know, with the hype of Elden Ring, we're only bound to see even more Souls-likes pop up. Um, True, yeah. I don't know. What could the next trend be if it's not Souls-likes? I'm trying to think of older styles of games because I feel like that, at least the way I'm, you know, looking back at uh, the way I'm looking back at the games that have released or these trends that we've had, like, you know, uh, Battle Royales or maybe like those social deception games like Among Us. It always seems like they're old games that somebody just kind of puts a new spin on and then it becomes a trend. Yeah. So, hmm. Hero shooters we had for a minute. Shido, yeah, hero shooters were popping. Hmm. Dang, I can't even think of any genres off the top of my head. I don't know. Card but games. I mean, <laughs> I mean that could be. We got Yu-Gi-Oh popping off right now. The thing about card games is you have to actually put thought into balancing a card game. So That's I feel true. like it's not. I mean, I guess you have to do that with hero shooters as well. But card games, I feel like, take a little more effort because you have to make you know, unique art styles for all the cars. You know, you have to have some sort of, you know, a theme. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see. It'll we'll be interesting see. to we'll see, see for sure. I'm trying to think if there's, I mean, we've already, we've talked about this a lot on, you know, a lot of different uh, episodes, but in the RPG space, obviously, um, just want more meaningful world world building um and quests and stuff like that you know i think one of the complaints i you know i liked outer wilds but there were a lot of things that took me out of the game or just didn't super like uh invest me like there were so many party members and it felt so gamified that i was like i i felt like i didn't have a lot of time to ever immerse myself into the actual game like mm-hmm. i'm playing skyrim i'm playing uh elden ring and i'm just lost in this world and i'm just trying to you know conceive what's coming around the next corner um and there aren't a lot of gamified moments like you know it all just becomes natural summoning your horse switching weapons all that stuff and because there's not a ton of loading screens or anything like that it's kind of just like hey you know, you're in this world. Sometimes you got to fast travel. That's okay. But for the most part, you're in this world and you're just kind of trying to discover what's around the next corner. Um, even at a smaller scale, I want to see something like that come to life, right? Even if it's, I keep saying a small town because that's kind of the easiest thing to conceive. But even if it's a small town, um, just being immersed in the dialogue, the quests, not having it seem fetch quests questy stuff like that i love to see that on a smaller scale uh that doesn't require me to invest 
don't know, a hundred hours, eighty hours. Yeah. You know, I got. If you. it's like a thirty-hour experience, where like all the quests that I do and side quests and main quests are super meaningful and interesting and impactful. Hey, man, and impactful. I'm super down with that. Super down for that. Gotcha. Cool. Cool. You got anything else? Um, I think I'm, I think I'm good. I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying to think of maybe one last little thing I'd like to see. You know, obviously we got to get a new beautiful Joe game out there. You know, something that just uh, oh you my know, God. I need somebody, please. I'm begging you, whip out Unreal Engine Five. Hell, I might have to do it. Whip out Unreal Engine Five. Give me beautiful Joe three, and just let me let me relive my childhood, bro. Give me something crazy. Give me, you know what, you know what? I'll uh, I'll take the beautiful Joe tag off. Give me a crazy fucking game, bro. I you know I, mean, I, you I know want I lo- that. I you know I love something crazy, something that don't make not a damn lick of sense. I want the story to be uh, out of pocket. I want everybody to be like, what? Anytime a character does anything, on some I mean, that, uh, that was uh, what's Strangers that of Paradise. Yeah, exactly. Strangers of Paradise. I need to play. There you that. go, right there. I'll play it once it comes on sale. Go ahead and waste your money. It won't be a waste, bro. I'm going to be sitting there and laughing the whole time. It's like paying for a comedy special. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I'm excited, man. I, I'm really excited for this June when E3 comes around and people kind of give us a taste of what the new projects are. Um, especially, like, indie games. You know, like, like I said, last year we got surprised by a lot of cool indie games. I don't, I don't think we knew about Inscription before E3 last year. We might have, but... It wasn't I don't think so. really on people's radar. So I hope we get a lot of cool uh, showcases of what's to come in the future. Like we have Wolverine coming out. I don't Who know knows? what kind of game that's going to be. Is it going to follow the traditional you know, action adventure genre? Or is it going to be something exciting and new? You know, it's going to have, have with, at least some action element. I mean, it's going to have action, but... How are we handling that, right? Like, how how are we, how's the level progression? Is it just one big open world? Is it kind of like scripted set pieces, kind of like Last of Us? I'm curious how we're how they're gonna decide to approach that. Yeah. Um. You know, same with Fable, Fable and Hellblade. I mean, Hellblade, they kind of showed us what, and Hellblade is kind of one of the things where I'm like, it's kind of weird based off of what they showed at the the game awards but i'm like this is exciting man this is cool they're trying something really new and innovative like with it seems like there's going to be almost no hud or there's going to be slight be at least a no hud mode that you can play um i'm excited for that just kind of like how god of war introduced the one shot where everything's one shot over the shoulder mm, camera that was like, insane stuff like Stuff like that is what I'm looking for in the future, right? I, I don't, I don't want straight sequels, unless it's uh, Silk Song. I don't want you know straight clones, battle royale clones, Souls clones, or whatever. I want that one little thing, that one little statement piece that kind of makes you say, "Oh shit, okay, we're we're changing things up here. We're changing things up." One or two statement pieces in the, in the in these new games coming up, so. Hopefully we get that, man. We will. I'm, I have lots of confidence in this uh, future. You have too much. Generation. Are you saying I got too much confidence? Too much confidence. I mean, Bro. this generation this is going to be a good generation. I agree with yeah, you. Yeah, that's why I got the confidence. Um, but like, 
when do we start seeing the fruits of that labor is what I'm not so sure of. Yeah, I, I guess I can agree on that front. I, I am confident that it will not be soon. But yeah, like what does 2023 look like? Because I'm sure when we get God of War 2, it is not going to be. It's going to be great, but it's not going to be. Damn, bro. PS5 is here. God of War 2 is going to be. God of War is on PS4, ain't it? God of War is on PS4. So, I mean, I feel like we're going to be. It's perfect dark. About to slap as like an Xbox Series X title. Is that going to be something that, you know, as far as espionage, action adventure type games go? Is this going to be like the next level on top of Metal Gear Solid 5 or whatever? I don't know, man. Who knows? I'm excited. I'm excited. All right. Maybe next week we'll talk about services. We'll see. We'll see. Well, slow news. Slow uh, news month, I'm sure, to come. Um, unless somebody gets bought in the coming weeks, but it could happen. I think we should, uh, wrap it up here. Let's do it. Uh, let me pull up the script. Cause I uh, do not have the outro ready. I shouldn't know it by uh, heart, but you know, I'm just chilling. I'm just chilling. That's all. Uh, thank you guys for listening to player player. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe us to your podcasting platform of choice. Rate us five stars on iTunes or Spotify and tell your friends about us. If you want updates about future episodes and giveaways or you want to submit a question to the show, visit playerplayerpod.com or follow us on social media at playerplayerpod. Join the conversation at playerplayerpod.com slash discord. Um, big shout out, as always, to Aaron Miller for the intro music. Follow him at the Miller Chat on Instagram. You can find me on social media as the Hoop Man. Uh, also, keep an eye on camppause.com, my blog uh, with video game news and uh, reviews. Haven't been posting on there lately just because work has been hectic, but Got a lot of content coming soon. Um, you can find my co-host Arsene here at part Pax Arsenica on Twitter or Twitch or Arsene Lockpo on Instagram. And until next time, guys, keep gaming. Game on, folks.